We are in a series right now, a three-week series called Pushing Back the Darkness, and um, we're, we're, we're dealing with this topic of spiritual warfare, that there is a spiritual enemy. We saw week one last week that um, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. The Apostle Paul tells us we have this spiritual enemy who comes against us and wants to wreak havoc in our lives. The good news is, in Jesus, uh, we are safe and, and sound. If we do the things that God uh, provides for us, um, that he gives to us, that he wants to equip us with, um, we don't have to fear uh, the, the enemy. We are absolutely protected uh, in, in, in Christ. Uh, when Danielle and I first started dating, uh, she wanted to take me someplace up north, um, around the area where she had grown up. They had this rope swing that she had gone out many times with friends, and she wanted to show it to me. It was uh, on this river um, that you could, you know, swing out, jump into the water. But you had to go through some thick woods. You had to go down this bank uh, through these thick trees to, to get to it. So we pull up, and there was no parking places on the side of the road. We just parked close to the woods um, and get out. And, and I go down. I was kind of leading the way down these woods when uh, I encountered the state bird. You know what I'm talking about, right? The mosquito, yeah. <laughs> and one was on my hand. I swatted it. No big deal. Well, I kid you not, I looked down like five seconds later. There are like 20 mosquitoes on my left arm, 20 on my right, like 30 on each leg. I mean, I was all of a sudden covered. I've never had an experience like this. And that's when I heard the buzzing sound, okay? And this wasn't your typical mosquito, like little zzz, this was like a low guttural, like growl, like buzzing, okay? And I looked back, and there was a swarm of mosquitoes coming at us. And so in the most, with the most masculine scream, you know, you can, you can give off. I, 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 I screamed, you know, run, run for, the, <laughs> run for the car. And we start running through these woods, this, this thick swarm of mosquitoes behind us. I, I saw a squirrel go through it, came out bones on the other side, okay? I mean, this thing was, this was dangerous. I didn't want any part of it. We started running. We, we um, get to the car. It had been a hot day. You know, this was in the middle of summer, so we had left our window down. So we jump in, and, and now, you know, they're getting in. So we roll up the windows, and fortunately, uh, um, we, we, were, we were safe and sound. You know, it was at this point that the, the swarm actually tried to form a hand and open up my car door. Okay, that didn't happen. I, that, that part didn't happen. But they did start banging against the glass, and we could actually hear them trying to get in. I have never seen anything like it to this day, but this swarm came against us, and it was only because we were in the car that we were safe. There was no way they were going to get into the, into the car. That the enemy, our spirit, we got to understand he's kind of like that. He can annoy us. You know, if you did get into the car and we had to, you know, um, do some of that, but... Um, if we do the things God has provided for us, if we walk in Christ, you and I will be perfectly safe and sound. And if we don't, we're going to be vulnerable and we're going to open ourselves up to, to attack. And that's all of us. That's all of us. Uh, we'll open our families up to attack. Mom and dad, if we don't learn to be intentional around these things. There's an enemy that wants to get to our kids, and we need to be aware of that. Um, Paul says this in Ephesians 6.10. He says, finally... You know, he's going to end the letter of uh, Ephesians with this. Finally, all the things he's already talked about, this is what he wants us to leave with. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We have got to learn to be strong. We have got to learn to, to, to defend ourselves. Next week, we're going to talk about how do we go on the offense. But this week, I want to focus on how do we defend ourselves 
against this enemy. Because if we don't, we're going to be vulnerable to all kinds of attacks. What do those attacks look like? What might be some symptoms in your life that you are currently under spiritual attack? Let me just give us a few. Loss of spiritual desire and disciplines. If you find yourself kind of drifting away from the Lord, drifting away from the church, uh, drifting away from wanting to spend time in prayer and things like that. Now, don't get me wrong. We, we all have our flesh nature too, a sin nature. That's a part of it. But Satan will use that. The enemy will exploit that to cause us to drift away from spiritual things so that we can be isolated and more vulnerable to his, his working in our life. And that might be a sign to some of you. If you see that kind of happening more and more in your life, you might be under attack. He doesn't feel like it. it doesn't, he doesn't want you to know he's there. But you might be under attack. Nonetheless, okay? Physical fatigue, and I would add to this even um, uh, physical ailments. See this in the Bible. People getting sick because of spiritual reasons. Sometimes it's just because we get sick. Sometimes it's just because we're tired and we're busy. But sometimes you can find yourself physically fatigued or sick because of these spiritual realities that, that come against us. Um, you, you know, I've known people who've gotten their blood work done. They've gotten physicals. Everything checks out, and yet something's still off, okay? You might want to ask yourself, could I be under spiritual attack if you're going through something like that? You need some prayer. Nightmares and troubling thoughts. I learned this one many years ago. In fact, when I started off uh, here at Edinburgh Church, my first month I was kind of getting assimilated as a lead pastor here. And uh, my daughter, Michaela, she, was, she must have been three at the time. Uh, Michaela started having terrible nightmares and night terrors. I don't know if you've ever seen someone who has night terrors who wakes up in the middle of the night, like, screaming and crying. It was terrifying. It was disturbing. And this started, she had, it was out of the blue. She had never had them before, but I started here at Edinburgh, and all of a sudden, these attacks, I remember I told the search team, I told the board, Chuck Backlund, some of you know him, came into my office and prayed over my family, and like that, they went away, okay? So I, we knew that this was a spiritual attack and that the enemy was trying to attack our kids, and years later, we've seen those attacks come back. We've seen seasons where they start to have nightmares and stuff and be troubled uh, again, okay? And so we know now that we need to stop and pray. There's a spiritual attack going on. Disturbing thoughts, I mean, de de depression, uh, anxiety. Uh, the, the enemy can stir up all of this in our lives. All right, we got to learn to defend ourselves. Ongoing misfortune. You know, every, every once in a while we're going to experience setbacks in life. But if it's just a constant theme in your life, you know, you might be under spiritual attack. Um, somebody that close to, it seems like every time I'm talking to them, like something has happened to their car. Something's breaking. They got like new cars and it's like something's going wrong with their, their vehicle. Not they're doing, it's somebody else doing it to them. It just seems to be beyond the norm. I can't help but wonder if maybe there's some kind of spiritual attack there. That, uh, we read about that, by the way, in the book of Job. If you need proof of that, just read Job 1. Job found himself going through a series of unfortunate events, losing his family, his wealth. And it's clear, tells us who's behind it, the devil. Chaos in your home. There's just distress, and there's just, you know, just moodiness constantly in your home. It's not that sanctuary of peace you want it to be. You might be under spiritual attack. Now, Danielle and I, don't get me wrong, we, you know, we have a healthy marriage, but sometimes we're at odds with one another and there's stress, and sometimes it's not always spiritual. Sometimes it's because one of us is just being a jerk. 
I forgive her for that, okay? I, no, it's usually me. Sometimes it's us. But sometimes there's an enemy coming against your home. So we better learn how to be strong in the Lord. And uh, Paul's going to tell us what that looks like. He's going to call it the armor of God. He's going to say, we have got to put on this armor uh, of, of, of God, okay? And this, he's, he's referring to what a Roman soldier, Roman centurion would wear. Um, and, and here's what you need to know about this Roman armor. And this is why Paul uses it. This armor was undefeatable. I mean, whenever the Roman soldiers wore this, there was, they won, Okay, that's why they push back every enemy, never defeated if they were wearing their armor. In fact, another little interesting thing about this armor is most of it just protected your front side. You were exposed on your backside. The reason for that, they never had to turn away from a, from a battle. <laughs> they always pressed forward. They didn't need to protect their back because they always, they always won. And some of you might be wondering, well, didn't Rome eventually get defeated and, and fall? Yeah, they did. When the vandals snuck in, surprise attack and sacked the city when they weren't wearing their armor. I think there's a lesson for us there. We need to be wearing our spiritual armor. And that's what Paul is going to talk about. And this morning, I'm just going to focus on four of these pieces of armor, these defensive pieces. Next week, I'll talk about our offensive weapon. But it starts with the belt of truth, okay? The belt of truth. Ephesians 6.14, Paul says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your Ways. This would be the first piece of armor Roman soldier would put on. The breastplate that we're going to read about next would attach to it. The sword would attach to it. It was the first piece, and it makes sense that it starts with truth. If you're going to defend yourself against the enemy, if you're going to make good choices in life that doesn't let the enemy get into your life or your home, you need to know what the truth is. If you don't know what spiritual truth is, if you don't know what moral truths are, if you don't know the difference between what's good and bad— you're going to open yourself up to the enemy. So it makes sense that it starts with truth. Some of you have heard me tell this uh, story um, before, but uh, many uh, years ago, uh, Danielle used to shop at Costco, and she took me and the kids, um, or maybe it was Sam's Club, I don't, I don't remember, it's one of those. And, and so she's uh, walking through the aisle, and you know how they have those samples that you can get? You know, so she stops, and she's like, I'm going to try this sample out for this peanut butter. And, of course, my kids want it, too. And so they're like, this is delicious. And I try it, and I'm like, something, something is off with this peanut butter. Now, it was a peanut butter that had a raspberry swirl that went through it. And it was something wrong with the raspberry. I, when I tasted it, just, it didn't, didn't, didn't taste right. They bought it. You know, she bought the big tub size, like, you know, Sam's Club that you would get, where the you know, lid's the size of a hubcap, Right. And she brings it home, and my kids are just feasting on it, just gobs, putting it on everything. Next morning, I come downstairs, three-fourths of this thing is already gone. They, they, they're loving it. It's like, Dad, you got to try it. This is so good. I'm like, something is wrong with this. I took one bite, and it made me a little nauseous. It made me a little sick. So I looked up the ingredients, and one of the ingredients uh, I, I came to was uh, natural raspberry flavoring. So I just Googled, what is natural raspberry flavoring? Does anybody know what is natural raspberry? There's, by the way, there's another word for it called castrum. You can look this up. Natural raspberry flavor is North American beaver anal extract.
North American beaver anal extract. And I don't know why they have to be from North America. I'm, South America doesn't produce the same taste, I guess. This is what they're eating. And so they're like, oh, Dad, you're so dumb. You don't know what's good. You're not eating the food. So I just let them eat it. And let me just tell you, they, they all ended up sick. They ate so much of this stuff. You can only imagine when I put my phone in their face and showed them what they were eating. Okay. But do you think if they had known what was in that, they maybe would have chosen a different product? Maybe would have gone a different way? See, when we don't know the truth, friends, we set ourselves up for hurt. We set ourselves up for eating things that can make us sick. And again, I'm talking spiritually. So that's why it starts with truth. We need to know what the truth is to protect ourselves. Because the next weapon Paul's going to talk about is the breastplate of righteousness. This was the second piece of armor the soldier would put on. And what does the breastplate of, uh, uh, protect? Protect your heart. The Bible has a lot to say about protecting our hearts. In fact, Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, above all else, the most important thing you need to do is guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. It's like a picture of a spring that comes from your heart, and you can either drink fresh, healthy water that's life-giving and good for you, or it can be poisoned, and you can find yourself drinking North American beaver anal extract. If you let your heart get poisoned, if you let your heart get poisoned by sin because you don't know how to live, you don't know the truth, you can find yourself being poisoned and you're well-polluted, you're spring-polluted. And it can bring sickness into your life. So we've got to guard our hearts by putting on the breastplate of righteousness. And, and, and we all do make mistakes, uh, probably m- more so myself than any of you, which is why this third piece of armor is so important, the boots. I'm calling them boots of gospel peace. Because Paul goes on to say, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So the Roman soldier would put on these, these special type boots that made it so they could get anywhere they needed to go and they could get there quickly. They generally were faster than their opponent. They could get, you know, travel over things that their enemy couldn't always travel over. And I think the the point here is, friends, when we make mistakes, when we've done things that have hurt our heart, we have got to be quick to go to the gospel. We've got to be quick to go to Jesus and ask for his forgiveness, ask for him to cleanse us from that so that our heart can be healthy again. 1 John 1, 9 says, And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. And what's that word? He will purify us. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I mean, he'll cleanse your heart. He'll make your heart a, a wellspring of life again. And I don't know about you. I need that from time to time. I need Jesus to cleanse my heart when it gets poisoned. This last uh, piece of of equipment Paul brings up is is the shield of faith. And it would be a large shield that the Roman soldier would carry, okay? Um, And they would put leather covering over it. Why? Why would they put this leather protective covering over this shield? Well, look at this, Ephesians 6.16. He says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith 
with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So back in the day, they would shoot flaming arrows, and if your shield was covered with this special leather, then it would extinguish the flames, so your shield and you didn't go up in flame. You need to know, the enemy is constantly shooting flaming arrows at us, and what he wants to do is he wants to set your life on fire. He wants to set your family on fire. And so we've got to take up our shield of faith. We have got to learn how to defend ourselves using the word of God and believing what it says. Many of you know that, you know, I come from a past of, of drug addiction, making some really bad mistakes, hurting my heart, polluting my heart, hurting other people. And I wore a lot of guilt and a lot of shame because of those things. And it didn't help that there was a, a minister who meant well in my life, who one day strongly implied that because I had made those mistakes, my life could never really be blessed to the fullest. So I walked around with that. I make mistakes, I can't be blessed. I, I can't experience, maybe I missed out on the good plan God has for my life. And that's what I thought. And, and these, I didn't realize at the time, but what these were were arrows, flaming arrows being shot at me. And I would hear Satan in my head telling me, God doesn't, he doesn't really love you. He maybe lets you in, he puts up with you, but he doesn't really love you. I mean, he's seen what you've done. And I walked around with that. Well, one day I was reading Romans 8.28, and uh, I remember this day. It was a life-changing day for me. Um, I had always skipped over, I kind of just glanced over Romans 8.28. I never really stopped to pause to realize what it was saying. But Romans 8.28 says, For we know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, okay? Now, again, I had just kind of skipped over that, never really thought about what that meant. But that day, I had been thinking, what does that mean? In all things, not some things, in all things, God works for our good. And I came to realize that what the Bible was saying is that even my mistakes, even the hard things that had been done to me and the pain that I held in my heart, Romans 8.28 is saying God can take it he can turn it and he can use it for your good. He can use it for your greater good. That's how merciful and gracious he is, that he can even take our mistakes and turn it and use it for a greater good in our life. And so the enemy came against me and I was in the northwestern parking lot uh, and I was going to my car and I'm getting bombarded. I was so depressed, so anxious. And I remember that was the day I learned to take up my shield. And I put up my shield, and Satan came against me. He said, God doesn't love you. You've missed out on God's good plan for your life. And I said, for I, we know in all things, devil, God works for the good of those who love him. No matter what you do to me, no matter what harm you try to bring to my life, God has given me a promise, and that promise is to take it and to turn it and to use it for my greater good. Are you claiming that this morning? See, that's taking up your shield of faith. That's taking up a promise of God. And when he comes against you, you got to believe that. i got to stop believing God doesn't have a good plan for my life because of mistakes I've made. No, I'm going to believe that God's going to take everything in my life, all things, not some things, and he's going to turn it into a greater good. Devil, no matter what you do, God's going to take it and use it for good in my life. How in the world then do you win against me? That's taking up your shield of faith. 
That's how you got to learn to fight. Sometimes you, you, people wonder, Pastor, why do you get so passionate up on stage? Well, you know, you start doing that eyebrow thing where you get, why do you get like that? Because, friends, I'm telling you, you are in a battle whether you realize it or not. And I want to teach us how to fight. You cannot, <laughs> I mean, I could get up here and be the smiley pastor. I'm going to soar on the wings of eagles. <laughs> I've never had a hard day in my life. I could get up here and do that. Some of you know who I'm referring to. And there is that side. But there's also a side where you got to learn to fight. And you got to get aggressive against the enemy. And you got to learn to take up your shield and believe and push him back. Amen? I want to teach us how to be a church that knows how to fight when he comes against us. We do that with our shield of, of faith. Here's my question for you this morning. We talked about the belt of truth and walking in truth. Protecting our hearts with the breastplate of righteousness. Being quick to go to the gospel with the boots of gospel peace. Taking up our shield of faith when the enemy wants to shoot lies at us. Because that's what they are. They feel true, but they're lies. They're not, it's not true. That's why you can't go by your feelings. Go by God's word. Are there any gaps in your armor? Have you opened yourself up to anything that's letting the enemy's lies get into your life? Have you opened yourself up to anything? Are you dabbling in anything that's inviting the enemy and making a way for him to get into your life and your home? Any gaps in your armor? I'll be honest with you, this is your pastor being a little vulnerable this, this morning, but I, I recently kind of realized I had a gap in my armor and the enemy was using it in my life and getting in, I had gotten into this paranormal show and I'm not against saying I'm against all paranormal shows or anything, but there was this certain paranormal show where they were like communicating with spirits and things like that and I just got really intrigued by it so I found myself watching it. But at, the more I watched it, this weird thing started happening. I started finding myself like, actually, I'm not a person that scares easily, but I found myself getting kind of fearful, even getting jumpy. Like, I'd go to bed at night, and I'd think something was going to, like, reach out from under the bed and grab. I know that sounds really weird, being a grown man. But I started to get jumpy. Danielle started to notice. I'd be walking around, be like, what was that? She'd be like, that is called your shadow, Okay. And here's the weird part about it, guys. Here's the weird part. As I started to get fearful, and it actually turned into kind of like this depression a little bit. I started finding myself getting sad. It started affecting my kids. And mom and dad, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, where you kind of start dabbling in something, you get involved in something, you start filling your mind with something, and it's like it, 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 it's like it translates to then to your children. And so they started getting scared. They had never watched the show with me, but it was just like something that I was doing somehow was affecting them, and it was like it was coming into our home. And then the Holy Spirit uh, said something to me. Well, I'll rephrase that. The Holy Spirit said something to my wife who then said something to me. Some of you know what I'm talking about. She said, you need to stop watching that show. That, that show is bringing something into our, into our home. And so I, 
I had to make a decision. I wasn't going to bring that into my home anymore. What really helped, one of my kids, we started having those nightmares again. Started coming and sleeping in our room. I got to get them out. So I stopped watching the show. You know, just like when Danielle and I jumped in that car and the window was down and some mosquitoes got in, we had to roll up the window Friends, if there's something that's coming into your life, if you're letting something get into your home, something get into your mind, something get into your heart, a lie or something you're dabbling in, what do you do? you got to roll up the window. you got to cut that off. you got to find a way to not let the enemy get in. you got to kick him out of your life. Maybe some of you come in today and he has come in and he's attacked and he's done damage to your marriage. He's done damage to, your, to, your, to, to maybe even your kids. And you see it. Maybe you are experiencing setback after setback and you don't know why. Friends, I got good news for us. We've got a Jesus who saves. He will save us. In fact, one of the pieces of equipment we didn't even talk about was the helmet of salvation. Paul says, take the helmet of salvation. This isn't just talking about future salvation. This is talking about right now. Some of us need saving. Anybody need some saving from this enemy who comes against us? I know I do. I need it just about every day. I got to put on my boots and run to Jesus. 